Three, two, one. Love. That was great. I think that was really good. That was really good. I, it's it's nice that, you know, like our bodies work and are able to clap because like our <laughs> nasal passages do not work. Can you believe this? Like you text me Thursday telling me you're sick. And I'm like, oh, who gets sick? I was just sick. It'll never happen to me again. And I here I am. You know, sicker than ever. <laughs> I'm starting to you blamed it on a child. Yeah, I, I'm starting to suspect maybe it was your damn Oscar party. Well, bitch, if it was, you started it because you had it first. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I don't know what it is we had. I just want to let you know I took my third COVID test today and it was negative. Hey, I've taken COVID tests myself. Also negative. I do not believe we have COVID. That does not make any sense. What do we have? What is this this new disease called a cold? (laughs) That's the thing. I think colds are still out there and still possibilities. And we just ran into the possibility. Not fun. That's disgusting. I wish I would run into some other possibilities like a rich husband. (laughs) I mean... We all have dreams, darling. And, you know, some people won them tonight at the Grammys. Transition. (laughs) (laughs) That was slick. As smooth as Silk Sonic. Thank you so much. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another Two Gay Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. And it's Matt Palmer. And as you, we just told you in the intro, and as you can hear in, well, my voice, you, Matt Palmer sounds fine. <laughs> yeah. um, we are both ill, um, not with covid Apparently, yes. according to the tests that we have taken, according to the science. Yes. Um, so, you know, this is going to be like a throwback podcast moment. Remember back then when we didn't record them visually? We just I, audio right. recorded them? We would just do them in audio. And remember how we'd go? I mean, I guess this wasn't that long ago, but it's like we're back on vacation. Like I'm back in Atlanta or you're back in Jersey and recording it over Zoom. And I think it's nice to recreate that feeling, even though we are technically in the same city. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But on opposite ends of the city, to be fair. True. Definitely would be a drive away. (laughs) Yes, a a drive away. Um, Matt Palmer, how was your week? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) the sickness has been a mess. It's just like the worst part about it is that I was so recently so sick for so long. Like judging from I was, I don't feel like this will last that long. I feel like I'm already coming out of it a bit. My hope is that we're done. We're out of this by Wednesday. So my fingers are crossed. But just getting sick again after not being sick for, you know, basically a year and a half, two years. It's been like this is really some bullshit. Like, I just don't need it right now. I don't like it. I'm very much a baby when I am sick. And I'm all day today. I just like laid in bed. This is the first time I've been like not horizontal 
for any extended amount of time tonight because I've just been in bed drinking water, watching things, watching uh, old real worlds, and then the Grammys from uh, from the bed. And I think that's how sick life should be. I mean, that's a beautiful life for you. It's just I it always is. I say this every time you are sick or I am sick, or whatever. It's so funny how when you are sick, you always sound wonderful. You look wonderful, <laughs> and I'm just like Matt Palmer. What's wrong? And you're just like I'm sick, and I'm just like you seem completely fine and everything. But when I get sick and everything, I sound like my vocal cords have been smashed with like a Hess truck and like, <laughs> but I'm still just like, I feel fine. <laughs> I, I don't think you sound that bad. Really? I mean, maybe it's oh. just because of the quality of the zoom. We'll hear when I get the audio file from you, maybe I'll be able to hear it, but you don't sound that bad to me right now. Oh, thank you very much. If this You're is welcome. how I sound normally, then like, geez, I'm so sorry to everyone <laughs> who listens to I the mean, podcast because I, I in my ears, is. my ears are, do not like what they hear. And I have to record, <laughs> I have to record an audition after this for some movie. And oh, I'm just no. going to be like, I'm just gonna be like, I'm so sorry. This is what you got. I'll, but I'll this give is, them face. I'm giving them the face. Thing. What you lack in vocal quality in this moment, you'll make up for in face. And we love that. That's my musical comedy background. It's just <laughs> no vocal quality, just all faces. <laughs> That's really good. That's really yeah. good. I'm tr- trying to think what else I did this week. I mean, I logged into your Paramount Plus. Thank you so much for the login. Um, I'm preparing for something that'll come up a little bit later, but was also watching some uh, real world San Francisco. I'm about to finish the season. I actually just watched the episode where Pedro and Sean get married. I was watching this a while back, fell off and just like was like, well, I'm sick. I meant to catch up on this. Have been watching. It is just like the loveliest episode of television, seeing these two people get married. And it's so sad what happens with Pedro, obviously, after the show, but just like seeing these young gay people in San Francisco in like 92, 93 and so much love around them. It's just like crazy to think that he was one of the first people that was so visibly openly gay in real life in people's homes. And I don't know, just uh, it's Pedro and Sean, both icons and uh, gay trailblazers. So this episode goes out to them. Goes out. Shout out, gentlemen. Yes. I mean, neither of them are with us anymore, but, the, you know, in spirit. We're shouting out to the heavens. It's true. It's true. Um, well, I'm trying to think of what I, oh, I watched a film, Better Nate Than Ever, which I feel like is, you know, Devo's Jr. a little bit. Have you heard of this movie? Of course I have. Remember, uh, ja- Jackson and I talked about the book because I had oh, both yes. of the books and Jackson also read uh, the one book and he, I have the second book and so I let Jackson borrow it, which he still has, by the way. Don't I think, know. Don't think that I forgot, Jackson. You have okay. my book. Um <laughs> Yeah, as if I'm at all like well read in any way, shape, or form. Um, <laughs> but yeah, of course I've heard it. It was I actually uh, met the guy once who uh, wrote the book and who is now who uh, I don't think he directed the movie, but he he wrote the book and I know he had a big hand in producing the movie. He's also the showrunner of High School Musical: The Musical: The Series. Oh. Um, he he cast me in a a long long time ago in a. Uh, a workshop reading of a new musical that I did like my senior year of college. He's very oh, nice. Wow. His name's T- uh, Tim Fetterly. So I've been meaning to watch the movie because uh, I hear it's amazing, but I don't want to go out into for, you know, I, even though I took three COVID tests and they were right. all negative, I still was like, I maybe have it. So I didn't want to go out into my living room and watch TV in my living room and maybe infect the fabric of my couch that my roommate also sits on. So have you not (laughs) been in the living room essentially since your sickness has begun? Not really. I mean, today I was in the living room a little bit like for the Grammys and everything. I watched, I actually watched the Grammys from the kitchen table uh, (laughs) all the way like across the room. I can Uh, see that. That's something you would do. (laughs) Yeah. And so, uh, but yeah, no, so I, I didn't, haven't gotten around to watching better Nate than ever but I hear it's excellent. It's uh, very yeah. cute. 
Yeah, no, I did that this weekend. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, honestly, we'll get into it in the news after we talk about the Grammys, but there's just been so much Will Smith, Chris Rock discussion. And I would like to say if the goal for me in the future is I would like this to be the last episode we discuss this. And like, maybe that won't happen. Maybe we'll be talking about this for years and years. But my goal in life is to stop talking about this. My (laughs) God. these Remember how the last podcast was called The Oscars That Nearly Killed Me? Yeah, These were the Oscars that literally killed us (laughs) because this news cycle has just made us both sick. It's endless. And it's like, like you said in the video, you were still like no I'll never get sick of talking about the Oscars and then a few later, days later you texted our, our thread with you me and Corey and was like you know I never thought I'd say it but I am sick of talking about the Oscars I literally never want to talk about the Oscars again <laughs> like I just the thing is like Monday I was like okay it's in the news it's in the news then Tuesday I was like oh okay we're still talking yeah, about we're, we're still, still talking going. about when I tell you I watch The View every weekday of it, course. It was the main topic of discussion every <laughs> single goddamn day of the week, Monday through Friday. And it's like, guys, we've heard every angle. We've seen every point. We've dissected it. And I want to shut you I all know. up. I don't want to discuss it anymore. And the amazing thing is what? I don't know. What was it? Wednesday when Daniel Radcliffe was asked about it. And he's like, you know what? I don't want to talk about it. I, I don't have an opinion on it. And everyone was just like, oh my God, you know what? This is the position to have. He is so amazing. Daniel Radcliffe is incredible for this response. And it's like, guys, you do realize that you too could have this response know, to this only. question. We all have the capability to just shut the hell up about it. It's very possible and it's very <laughs> easy. So please let us all be like Daniel Radcliffe and fucking do it okay i feel like it's coming i feel like the overarching thought now is like okay we have really discussed this to bits and again are we discussing it again today yes (laughs) but uh, this will hopefully be the last time oh one last thing that happened to me this week i uh was trying to figure out things going on with my computer that if you've been on our twitch streams which we didn't do tonight sorry because we're second in separate places but uh i've been having some computer issues so i'm like i'm gonna hop in the car just go to a mac store and like a like a mac repair shop and tell them what's happening and see if they have any thoughts any ideas get in the car just turn my you know, press the button because, you know, the mini doesn't turn the key anymore. You just press the button in there. Of course. Press the button. You see the amount of gas, which usually happens, but you don't hear the car start. You're like, huh, that's weird. Turn it off. Turn it back on. Nothing. <laughs> Does not start. Have to call for a jump. Take the car to uh, the Universal City mini dealership. And they're like, oh, yeah, your battery is dead. <laughs> and oh. also this part of your engine has cracked. <laughs> And thus we have to fix that. But luckily, and it's like just annoying to like not have my car all weekend. I think I'm getting it back tomorrow. But I will say one good thing about this car being in the shop five billion times is it's still within warranty. I am paying zero dollars and zero cents for a new battery and to fix this engine cracking issue. And it's like, you know what? I can be without a car for a couple of days if this saves me hundreds, if not thousands of dollars, if this had happened like a year from now. That so. is so beautiful. But I guarantee, I guarantee you if I was in your position and something was wrong with my car and my computer, that would be the end of me. <laughs> I would be done. I, and the, Will, and all this Will Smith discussion happening, get out of here. It's hide a lot. Me in, hide me in a corner I and like cover my eyes, my ears. I don't want to be a part of the world anymore. <laughs> so Matt Steele, besides your sickness and discussing Will Smith, Will Smith ad nauseum. How was your week? 
I've done nothing but be sick. I've been <laughs> sitting in my room because I'm like, I don't right. want to go outside because like, what if I have it? Um, but I, I, I don't. I love that you still think you could have it after three tests. Like, I, I do. Good. I, I'm just trying to do the polite thing. And technically, that my the third test that I took was literally like an hour ago. So like yeah. a- after I've taken the third one, I'm like, you know what? I can go outside <laughs> and like totally. do stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I, so uh, I don't know. I started feeling like a, a little tickled, like on Tuesday and everything. And then, mm. then Thursday it was full blown. And I was like, Matt Palmer, you are going to have to react to Harry Styles <laughs> by your damn self. Have yeah. ca- Call Janie if she's available. Cause she I, over. I am in no like position to do this today. And totally. then uh, Friday I felt a little better yesterday. I felt a little better. And today I, I feel like infinitely better. Like I feel totally fine. It's just like my voice is kind of gone. That's um, amazing. Yeah. So I, I should be, very very good by tomorrow and actually you know be able to start a week it just sucks because like this was like the first week I would have been able to like actually do anything or have free time in any way shape or form because I was working so much the past like four weeks and then like I traveled and everything and and so I was really looking forward to this week but you know what What's she gonna do? And I know. So, instead, I just binged season nine of Survivor Vanuatu, and uh, had a how nice, was it? It was very. It was actually a very good season. I enjoyed good. it very much. I think the top two, uh, uh, Chris and Twyla, are probably like the strongest top two I have seen so far. Hey, granted, love that. Granted, it's only season nine. I have many more seasons of Survivors to go. Um, but uh, yeah, that is basically. All that my ass did this week because I was like, oh, maybe I'll get some writing done or something like that. But I was like, no, I feel like garbage. I I know I cannot function. I cannot think. I just need to lay here, scroll through Twitter, look at this annoying discourse about Will Smith and (laughs) and pray that the night soon falls so I can go back to sleep. I mean, that's the goal. And the thing is, the goal is just drink as much water and sleep as much as you can. And that's what I've been doing. So I think I'm doing the right stuff. I really hope that by Wednesday, at least by the weekend, the very latest, I will be back on my two feet. Yeah. That's my hope. And we'll look amazing. Yes. It'll be great. We'll look so amazing. Um, All right. So should we dive into the Grammys? Let's dive into the Let's do it. Let's go. How did you feel about the show? I thought it was a nice little ceremony. It was nice. Something that I have to say about this Grammys that I haven't felt about the Grammys for a while is I didn't, they they did, you know, they were kind of long and everything, but I feel yeah. like they weren't so dense with a million performances, like yeah. how, how they have felt for so many years. And I mean, it is, you know, nice seeing on the Grammys a lot of eclectic different performances and collaborations and everything, but, but every year I feel like we've watched them and we're just like, okay, we are like four hours in and yes. like we've got had so many performances. I'm exhausted. This, I didn't feel that as much. I felt like, you know what? We, we got a decent number of performances. They were all yep. good and everything. And, and I don't know. I, I thought they were very nice. I agree. I think it was a definitely a manageable length. Uh, it was a lot less of let's throw these different artists together and like see what they do and like see if someone screws up, you know. And it, I thought Trevor Noah did a very nice job. Uh, I also enjoyed, but like, the highlight for me weirdly was of the performances. I loved the set design. 
Yes. I felt like but with between like Olivia Rodrigo starting out in that car, a Billie Eilish starting out in the house and then going to the roof and then yes. the fake rain coming down and Silk Sonic. I just felt like there was the set design was so cool and the way they use their backdrops like kind of transform the stage into a movie set so often, like in John Baptiste Baptiste's performance as well. Yeah. I just was like, this is so visually interesting and I'm enjoying it. And it doesn't like you said, it didn't feel over long. By the end of it, it was three and a half hours. It's and they put album of the year as the last award and I was like thank fucking god I felt like they had not done that in years I was really appreciative of it I thought it was just high you know it was it was fun and also focused on the musicians I thought the like leading into the commercial breaks with like nominees and people who had won earlier in the day that maybe were not as big of stars as people performing on the main show was a really good idea it feels like the Grammys kind of did the opposite of what the Oscars did and they're like we want to highlight the musicians like for musicians who know musicians because these are people that the general public doesn't know but we still want to give them a moment to shine I don't know I thought it was really really good I don't know if because it's it's because there's a new Grammy president I know Harvey Mason Jr., I guess, is the president of the Recording Academy, it looks like. And maybe that is what the change they needed, because I enjoyed the Grammys more this year than I have in years. Yeah, I, I definitely agree about that, especially like the production value aspect. And it may, and it, you realize like, oh, of course the Grammys were like, we're going to push this ceremony back several months because totally. like you can just, t- there are so many more bodies involved, like so many more workers involved in everything. Um, like, be- especially because every performance, it felt like there were like 50 people on stage. Yes. And so I feel like there, because there were so many more people involved, they were just like, oh no, we cannot do this like at during a peak of COVID like you know more more so than any other award ceremony like the Oscars or something like that um yeah no I I was very impressed the the winners I think all gave like nice speeches like uh like the one guy uh, of Silk Sonic when they won song of the year whose mother passed away a couple days ago which is you know really sad but you know it's it's wonderful that he got to to be on stage to, you know, shout her out to the world and everything. And I was For very sure. happy with the audience when Jasmine Sullivan won. Oh. And that audience, you could tell, was just like, fuck, yes, we all love Jasmine Sullivan. So that was, I think, my favorite speech of the night and my favorite moment because her win was kind of unexpected because her is such a Grammy darling. And Jasmine Sullivan, weirdly, these are her first Grammys that she is winning these nights. And yeah. I honestly have talked to people that think that this is her first album. I'm like, guys, you need to go back and listen to Jasmine. I guess she has been nominated. I don't know if it was 12 times, including tonight, but like she, her first year, I think she came out. Oh, I feel like she came out the same year as maybe India Ariel or so- someone like that. And she got so many nominations and got completely shut out. So the fact that she has had this like career peak uh, with something that she thought was a mixtape became an album, became like such a touchstone for people in the past year. And it's such a beautiful, incredible album. I'm just getting into the deluxe edition now, the Motels. And I just am, I'm so happy for her because it's like, I have said this before. I'll say it again. I don't know that there's a better singer walking the planet. Like, and the songwriting is just as good as the vocal. And I just am so excited to see all of the, you know, awards being thrown her way. I yeah. just love it. And and you could tell that everyone in the room agrees with you. Like, yes, because we're could, right. You can tell everyone in the room, like, regardless of what genre of music they're in, they're just like, yes, that girl that is talent like yes. she is talented it's so and it's so great that her the R&B category was awarded at the ceremony I know um, so people could like watch it and everything and I don't know what changed between this ceremony and the 2005 ceremony when Mariah Carey won that award before the awards happened but whatever that's fine it's totally fine crazy how that works out you know it is <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
It's uh, okay. I, uh, I, I mean, album of the year was very much a shocker. Like, I don't think uh, anyone uh, predicted John uh, Batiste. I thought you did. You just said, in, didn't you say in the Discord that you called it? I I, I was being sarcastic. Oh, <laughs> that <laughs> because was I not think clear. Ev- because I think everyone was like either predicting like, oh, it'll be Olivia Rodrigo or it'll be, uh, you know, Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett. That's or, what I thought. Or like, who knows? Maybe they'll still just be like, we love Billie Eilish and give it to her again. Um, so so I, it was a nice, refreshing win, I think. I mean, it was. I- and it now, was surprising. Now I know um, that the album is out there and I'm interested to hear it. <laughs> right. And I knew that it was out there because he got so many nominations. And I know that he, I believe, is the band leader for Stephen Colbert. And so, like, he's in the world, but I just had not really given that album a full listen for sure. And I guess I will now. But I, um, I just kept hearing so many people being like, it's definitely Olivia, it's definitely Olivia, it's definitely Olivia. And there's something about Olivia Rodrigo in the Grammys that I was like, I think she'll win something. I think she'll win a lot. And she did. She won, I think, four tonight or something. Uh, including, uh, wait, what did she, did she, she won Best New York Artist, of course. Best New Best Pop Vocal Album. Yes. Which is amazing. And I'm so happy for her. But I feel like, and have felt like since, you know, not to talk about Mariah this whole episode, but 96 Grammys when Mariah lost the Daydream, there's something about a pop a young pop female artist that's singing primarily about like heartbreak or emotions or feelings that unless you're doing something that they deem as like so artistic, like a Billie Eilish, they're going to, it's going to be hard to get that award. And people are like, well, what about Taylor Swift? And it's like, well, when Fearless won that, she had the backing of the country community, right? She also was like a huge name just after the whole Kanye West VMA incident. And I'm sure people were like, oh, that poor girl was so sweet. And what he did to her was so bad. I just felt like there were a lot of forces going for Taylor for that fearless win by the time 1989 came around she was a superstar and like very established as a Grammy darling but I feel like for on her debut album she's making music that is really good but maybe not like we're changing the course of music history like they would much rather give it to someone who they deem more credible or that they deem more serious in a way that like maybe they did not see Olivia Rodrigo but I, in fairness also even though I, I was hoping for Olivia because I do love that album John Batiste I think I read is the first black artist to win album of the year since 2008 yeah so I, I mean how mad can I be <laughs> congratulations <laughs> Sam and it's fucking wild because you know all music is black music but whatever <laughs> um, but I, I'm glad we got to see Olivia win her awards and I'm glad he had that moment as well so. yeah I also really liked the In Memoriam section. I think that Sondheim tribute was really lovely. It was lovely. Um, r- really simple and really effective. So I was, re- and, and it made me think as I was sitting there, just like, hot damn, the Tony Awards this year, if like they're going all out for Sondheim at the Grammys this year in oh the In Memoriam gosh. section, the Tonys this year for Stephen Sondheim will literally, it'll just be a five hour Sondheim tribute. And honestly, <laughs> honestly, I'm down for it. Let's go. Um, <laughs> But yes, I was just sort of like emotionally preparing myself for June when the Tony Awards happen (laughs) during that moment. Do they have a date? Oh, I don't know. I mean, they're usually the, they're usually, I think the first Sunday in June or maybe the second Sunday in June. Um, uh, Yeah, I think they're usually the first Sunday in June. But uh, yeah, I guess we'll see. Well, I, the only thing that I was disappointed with is I think Lil Nas X got completely shut out, which is upsetting to me. Like, I was surprised he did not, at the very least, win Best Music Video, which I assume it was Montero was nominated for. Uh, and I think John Batiste won that as well. And I haven't seen the video, so I can't really judge. But I mean, that Lil Nas X video is a moment. <laughs> oh, it is the moment. Right? Like, she, she is the moment. Like, and. His performance was so good. I mean, I was. At the, I mean, everyone's gonna hate me because they hated me in the video. But I, at the beginning, when he started with "Dead Right Now," I was like, 
Next. <laughs> so when he went in to call me by your name and when he went into Industry Baby, I was really excited. He looked great. He sounded great. He was doing really good choreo. I feel like he's worked every time he performs. I think he's better than the last time. So yeah. I was I was really happy for him. Yeah. So. Well, as a dead right now, Stan, I was very happy that I oh, got God. to hear it. Um, I, but no, yeah. Every time Lil Nas X performs, I'm just so excited because I'm just like, he's so gay. It's great. <laughs> like, I'm just it's so really happy. That's just such like an unabashedly, unapologetically like gay guy is just like, yeah, I'm fucking gay and all my dancers are gay and we're hot. And it's yeah. like, yes, that's and that's the theme of great. the performance. <laughs> I just want to I just want to jump up and down and cry and be like, this is so much fun. Um, I think it's so funny though when he, you know he didn't win anything. He was like posting on his Twitter like, "Haven't won any awards yet. Let's celebrate that." <laughs> and it's just it's like, also weird because I think he won a Grammy or two for Old Town Road. I think yes. And it's he like did. at that point he was you know no shade, but like he could have very easily been a one hit wonder. Why when he's established himself as an artist who's like so forward thinking and kind of is the moment, would he get shut out? I don't get it. Well, oh, he, you know he's doing fine. He's having he was having fun out there. He's not. He, I'm sure he doesn't care. That's true. <laughs> I'm sure That's he's just true. like, and you see it like him on social media. He's just like, yep, I lost everything. Let's party. <laughs> like, he's great. Yeah. He's okay. Yeah. Um, and also, I also liked the moment when Doja Cat and SZA won. I, you know, know that I don't listen to a lot of Doja Cat, but she seems like a, a, a cool chick, like a fun troll person online, like Lil Nas X as well. But she seemed to take it like it to really to heart this win, which I thought was nice. And she was so complimentary of SZA, and this was her first Grammy win as well. Um, so I thought that was a really good moment. And I liked that Dua Lipa and Megan Thee Stallion kind of referenced an old Mariah Whitney VMA thing where they both came out wearing the same dress, but then it got ripped off and they were slightly different. By, right, by, did that by Donatella. Uh, yes, Versace. <laughs> like, it was like, oh, this is random. All right, let's go. It was go. funny that she just jumped on stage and, and then like jumped right back off. I was like, oh, I thought this was a continuing bit. I guess it's just over now. Like, sure. All right, whatever. <laughs> oh, no. She showed up, got paid, I don't know, a little something and uh, walked off. Hey, good for her. Went back to her big old house, wherever it is. <laughs> wherever it truly got, is. Got on a helicopter from Las Vegas and flew to, I don't know, wherever. Yeah, she's doing great. I think she was happy with that little bit, that little moment. So, yeah, I mean, I just thought it was, it was, it was a nice show. I like have no negative thoughts. I mean, I yeah, would rather an album of the year be an album that I've heard before, but that's on me. I'll have to listen to the album of the year and see what I feel about it. So yeah, and I mean, um, that's that's on you. You should have listened to all the album of the year nominations, darling. Oh, sweetie, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Especially now, I will say that's one thing that I don't like. I this goes for the Oscars Best Picture as well. Keep it to five. There were some, like, the, the big categories with all of those fucking nominees. Like, this is too many. This is too many. There are Give a me lot. a break. Yeah, there are a lot of nominees in all those Grammy categories. It was crazy. And they didn't used to be like that. I don't know when it became the thing to nominate every album you've ever heard from the past year. I mean, I get it that it is, you know, a lot of music gets created and put out into the world every year. But, like, five is five is good. Five is good. Yeah, especially, like, albums that, like, don't like Like, didn't Donda, like, not get great reviews? I don't think so. And like, I think Kanye won a couple of uh, Grammys tonight. I'm like, really, guys? We're still voting for Kanye? I've listened to not one note of this. It's not relevant. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to say about the Grammys before we move on to talking I, about I, your favorite topic? I oh god, I just want to <laughs> I just want to say that I'm very happy that there was only like literally one Will Smith joke. That's true. Yeah, it was I, quick. I thought it was going to be the entire night. Also, something that I really like. Is this going to be a new thing now with like award shows where like the stage, the you accept your award like kind of like 
in the audience, like this, where it's very low and like it's thrust into the audience and everything. Cause like, I really don't like it. I, <laughs> I like it when you have to like go when the stage is a little, I feel like if I was an audience member in that theater, I wouldn't be able to see anything. Right. Like I, they did it for the Oscars as well. And it's just like, I, and the camera's always like really close. I don't well, know. It I just mean, feels weird. You got to at least be happy that they did it this time because if it wasn't for that, SZA would have taken three years to get up to the stage that with is her crutches. That is very true. I, I loved but, seeing the things online being like, what did SZA do? What did she do? And some people were like, I bet she just doesn't want to perform. And <laughs> I then, heard that and too. That's so funny. And then you like see her on stage and she's literally just like walking with the crutches in her hands. And it's like, SZA, are you hurting? Are you hurt? Or are you, are you just acting? Yeah. Blink twice if this is a bit. <laughs> like we don't know. Um, so yeah, so speaking of Mr. Smith, what has happened since we recorded that podcast? Um, so he did eventually put out an Instagram apology to Chris Rock, um, and to all the Academy Award members. What he did was unacceptable and inexcusable. Jokes at my expense are part of the job, but a joke about Jada's medical condition was too much for me to bear, and I reacted emotionally. He apologizes to Chris. He wants to, you know, and the Academy, the producer of the show, blah, blah, blah. So I actually thought that apology was good. Yes. I thought that was like whoever he worked on it with, it worked really well. I thought it sounded really good and sounded really genuine and from the heart. Um, And I feel like I just want to say from last week's episode, we got some comments and I just feel like I felt my whole feeling last week was I feel like there's more context to this. And over the course of this past week, it seems like there was. It seems like there was still lingering feelings from when he hosted. Did he host the Oscars in 2016? Yes. And he made jokes about Jada and Will not being there. And I guess there were still lingering um, issues between them about that. Uh, it also seems like um, Jada's alopecia story was very out there. And I get that. And I agree. You should not be making fun of any woman, especially a black woman on a national stage. Jada's feelings are important. That being said, you're just not going to convince me that any way that this was the way to handle it and, and the thing is will is agreeing he's agreeing via this apology he's saying i reacted emotionally even if it makes sense it definitely makes more sense to me the thought process and how we got there than it did right after the event but it's like you can't just be slapping people publicly on stage like this could, should have been happened like dealt with offline somewhere that that is my final moment on it is i'm team no one chris rock has done a lot of problematic things which have been brought to the forefront and like apparently there are a lot of problems with good hair which i don't remember that well but i did watch but it does it is like to be noted that he did have an entire film talking about black women's hair and like maybe that would be something that he should be more sensitive to. I hear that critique as well. Um, that said, will apologized. Uh, will has removed himself from the academy. Is that what he did? Yes, uh, he resigned from the academy. I mean, I'm sure he was asked to you know resign <laughs> yes. from the academy, but it's nice that the academy was just like, this is your option. you can resign or we will kick you out. I right, imagine that's right. what happened. Okay. Well, I think that, that I think that is fair. He's doing the right thing. I feel like this is that to me feels like punishment enough. Like let this be that and let's put it all in the past because once I was reading things like oh these Netflix and Sony upcoming projects starring Will Smith are on pause after the whole slap incident that's when I got a little like well wait a minute I feel like there's a lot of people a lot of actors a lot of people who've done supposedly really bad things like whether or not they're completely well like Roman Polanski obviously like an Ansel Elgort like there are people who do very public or at least public enough people know about them problematic things who are still employed. There are lots of people working on these movies. There are writers, like there are people involved in these movies that Will Smith was going to be a part of that I feel like this is more of a PR issue. Not to say that violence is condoned, but uh, 
a slap across the face versus what some these some of these working actors have done as far as like dealing with underage girls or like rape and things you know allegedly things like that this does not compare so to me i feel like that is a bit of an over like the man should still be able to work even the, the issue was at the academy and that's where it's being dealt with. You know, like he's yeah. resigned. That's where all of this, any sort of punishment should occur. I feel like everything else feels like a little overblown, you know? Yeah, well, the thing is, they're all sort of different projects, I guess. And every project is mm-hmm. kind of different. Like, I imagine Bad Boys 4 was already maybe on shaky ground. Like, it's not like a project mm-hmm. that I feel like... Uh, it's not like a you know how like Ansel Elgort West Side Story was already filmed and already right. made and put together and everything so they couldn't just cancel the entire movie um, right. and everything whereas like Bad Boys for is a thing that's easier to postpone you know right. um, so so I guess every scenario is different obviously it's not you know all fair um, but but yeah I agree with you in that there are so many different perspectives on you know the Chris Rock side and everything I've heard them all and I understand them all I'm just like that's every single position no matter what it is I've sort of been like that's a good point that's a good point that's a good point but the one thing that is objective in this is that you cannot physically harm someone if it is not self-defense or defense of someone else like like physical defense of someone else like if they're not in imminent danger so so you cannot ever convince me that Will Smith did the right thing in this situation, which some people are arguing for. And I'm just like, no, like, <laughs> no, like you can't convince me that that was the right thing to do. Right. I don't think, yeah. And I don't think he would say that was the right thing to do. Exactly. I feel like he's, he, he knows that that was the wrong yeah, thing to do. So, exactly. So, I mean, obviously yeah. I, I think this wasn't the right thing to do. I understand why it happened. And sometimes like, again, with the Candace and Monique shit happens, it's not right. No one's happy about it, but it's just like a part of life that is to be dealt with. Yeah. And it seems like it should all be dealt with within the Academy. That's all happened. Yes. It's, it also is like, well then let's, then we're done. Hopefully after this, after we stop talking about it, his movies and projects will begin to roll out again and everyone will be fine. I'm sure Jada will talk about it when she feels comfortable because her perspective is important because she was, kind of the victim of the joke and did not do anything and is still being lambasted by certain people which I think is a little odd it's like wait Jada just was sitting there <laughs> like she didn't oh, like do anything it, it's it's so weird like I've heard like every perspective of like Will needs to apologize to Chris Chris needs to apologize to Will they need to apologize to the academy this person needs to apologize to this person but the weirdest perspective I have seen in the ether was that Jada needs to apologize to Will and I'm like <laughs> this we have gone off the rails here like this it's is off the rails this is crazy. Like, Jada didn't do anything. Why are we like who? What is the anti Jada sentiment about this? She was like the subject of a joke that she did not find funny. Period. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that's like, what happened. Like, that's what happened on Sunday to Jada. Yeah. And she just sat there and, and like, right. you know, it's, it's, it's such a weird perspective. And I'm like, okay, we've all talked about this too much. Like, it's true. We, like the thing pieces have just gone way out of control. And I'm yes. so sick of it. Like, I'm all so right. over it. Okay. So are we going to make a pact? Is this it for our discussion on this? Unless something drastic happens, unless Chris Rock, like, I don't know, unless there's a huge new fold that we must discuss, I'd like to put a moratorium on this. We'll I w- put them in the bucket with the Kardashians. It's just like stuff happens and we don't care. <laughs> we we don't care because because okay. it's it's over. It's done. He apologized. It was a nice apology. I yes. I am certain that he feels bad about it. Right. That's all it's you like, can do, ladies all, and gentlemen. That's all you can do. Let's it's take enough. let's take a bow. That's enough. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's enough. <laughs> okay. Um, did you see the Bruce Willis post? Oh, God. That's so sad. Um, so... It has been announced via Bruce Willis's Instagram that uh, he is going to be stepping away from the career that has meant so much to him because he has been diagnosed with aphasia. Aphasia is a medical condition that affects a person's ability to speak, write, and understand language, verbal, and written. It typically occurs after a stroke or head injury. And um, so I think, yeah, we've seen the last of Bruce Willis in movies, which is just sad. It's just like such a sad situation. I know. I wasn't aware of that it was um, usually caused by a, a stroke or an injury of some sort. I just figured it was sort of like a natural uh, deterioration, deterioration or something like that. That's, right. that's really sad. Um, I mean, it's, it's horrible. I, he's, he's an incredibly talented actor. His body of work is excellent. And, yeah. you know, he, I um, actually, my, my ex-boyfriend was very uh, good family friends with uh, Bruce Willis's family. And he, mm. he went to school with his daughter rumor and was very good friends with her. And he always said that Bruce will, you know, was such a, you know, a loving father and, and a really, really great guy who was really fun, really down to earth. And so, you know, my heart goes out to, to the entire family and, yeah. and to him and everything. And, and, you know, we have, uh, he has a great body of work, some iconic movies, iconic performances. And I wish, him all the best. I know. It's very sad. And I felt like there was another article that I didn't fully read, so I'm just going to be spitballing what I've heard about it. It seems like he had been put in a lot of movies over the past couple of years that people were unsure about like what was happening with him on set and maybe could see signs of this. But I wonder who in his camp or on his team was continuing to put him in movies if he was having so much trouble on these sets. Like, it feels like people, I don't know, maybe I'm just a post-free Britney conspiracy theorist, but it's like, were people taking advantage of this man when he was sick and putting him in things just so everyone could make some more money? I don't know. We'll see if more comes out about that, but that article that, I again, I didn't read in depth, put worry in my mind. Okay, that's okay. that's that's something to ponder. It's something to ponder for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you see Ariana DeBose's tweet? Yes, I did, and then the re- you- and then the retweet by oh, I forget her name, the girl who played uh, uh, Graziella in in West Side and- Story. So she tweeted on March 30th, be many things in this world, but do not be a fraud, a fake, or a manipulator. Um, it's not cute. And um, apparently Hunter Harris's new newsletter points out that Ariana and Rachel Ziegler Zegler have unfollowed each other on Twitter and Instagram. So there's talk that this could be a feud, a West Side Story feud. Yes. And the girl who played Graziella apparently like unfollowed her as well and, and retweeted saying Ariana DeBose saying this. And it's kind of like, you you know, that was the first thing I thought about when Rachel Zegler walked up on that Grammy stage singing I that know. song. And she sounded great, by the way. But she sounded lovely. What a voice. I know. But I, I. I want to know what happened because I mean the musical the musical theater world is we are all friends we all get along we all love each other and I just and especially you know they're coming on such when you're on such a high like Ariana DeBose just won an Oscar Rachel Zegler right. just got to present at the Oscars and is now singing at the Grammys like we are all happy and on cloud nine that's usually like not when you decide to you know talk some shit about someone you know. Right. And I wonder, I mean, I wonder, does it have to do with Ansel? I feel like there's also that unspoken piece of this. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's just a whole different production thing that we'll never know about. 
But it's just, you know, you know, I love nothing more than like celebrities having real housewives-esque drama. It's my favorite thing. Like when uh, The Rock and uh, Vin Diesel are feuding publicly, I'm like, yes, (laughs) this is what injected into my veins. I love it. So I'd like to keep an eye on this. (laughs) Yeah. Watch it like be completely about nothing. Uh, Right. But maybe it's about something. It could be. Yeah. The only thing, the only thing more fun than celebrities having secret feuds that you don't know exists are celebrities that have like secret friendships that you don't know exist those are fun too yeah Yeah, like when like whenever like mariah like posts for britney's birthday or something i'm always like oh that's right they like each other i sean mendez was interviewed this week and said something someone asked her about like when mariah sent him an accidental text thinking that she was sending a text to her cousin sean saying happy thanksgiving on like valentine's day or something (laughs) and sean was like yeah i wouldn't be surprised if we collaborated in the future and i was like what oh (laughs) my god like how close are you when did you get each other's numbers like he's like yeah she's been supportive of my career and my music for such a long time like I'd love to work with her she's so wonderful I'm like what is going on like what do you two have to talk about I have no idea but well, let's drop it. Drop it. Let's go drop, 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 drop the record. Let's go. I mean, I what is he going to be on the Butterfly 25 version? Is he going to be singing the Whenever You Call duet instead of Brian McKnight? Who knows? <laughs> you know I love Whenever You Call. <laughs> it's a stunning song. Oh, it's I mean, and, mm, unbelievable. That vocal, her vocal. Oh, my God. She was so young. I know. She was so young when she did that. I can't believe I it. Know. And the, she's I know. St- and well, she still is young. Uh, so young. <laughs> First of all, I'm still young. <laughs> but she was so young when she did that. Yes. I'm just like, how can someone that young? do that it's i know she she's a a a machine i can't absolutely um one thing that happened not this past week but the week prior that we didn't get to talk about because of you know the thing we will not name (laughs) um is there was an announcement about the real housewives of new york city and i don't know if you saw this matt Steele, but since you've seen exactly one season of that show i think you might be interested to know that uh it is being completely rebooted in that everyone on the current cast is no longer on the real housewives of new york and they are in looks, they're looking for entirely new New York-based friend groups that are diverse and, you know, basically not all old white ladies from the Upper East Side, which Housewives of New York has been for a long time. Um, so that is going to be very interesting. But not just is it just getting rebooted, but there's also getting a new spinoff show called, internally for now, Rony Legacy, where they have prior cast members back on the show and it's people like a Jill, a Ramona, Luann, Sonia, Dorinda would come together. So basically they're going to be two Real Housewives of New York franchises. One, I, the rebooted one I assume is going to be on Bravo and the legacy I assume is going to be on Peacock. And I am reeling from this announcement. Like I have no <laughs> idea what, like I just need, okay, what I need from this. A, I realized, and everyone should realize, Bethany's not coming back for this. Bethany is not going to be on a fucking Peacock show. Yeah, they don't pe- have the money like, to pay for her. Peacock, get out of here. She no ha- cannot even like spell Peacock, let alone like be exactly. on Peacock. She's like, she is like, I'm too good for that. Right. So everyone just needs to let that dream go. But I do think people like a Jill, people like uh, Luann. I think we could say goodbye to Ramona from both shows personally, <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> but like, I feel like Jill, Luann, Sonia, Dorinda, um, Maybe even like a, I would love a Tinsley. I feel like I'm always rooting for Tinsley in a way that people are not, (laughs) but I would love to see them be at cast. I feel like you have to bring Jill back for this because people have been clamoring for her so much lately. And um, I feel like I'm very interested in the show, but I want it to be a full season of Housewives. I don't want it to be like the ultimate girls trip where they just like go and live in a house together for a week or whatever and spread it out over six 
to eight episodes. Like, no, I want a full 15 episode season. I want a two part reunion. Like, I, it needs to be a real thing. Even if it's going to be on Peacock, it could be like the way that uh, Housewives of Miami is, which is, I think they had 12 to 15 episodes and a two part reunion, and it was great. So, I just, it's just the craziest thing that's ever happened. And I also am like, if I was one of the housewives in another city, I'd be like, oh, fuck, things are changing. Well, like, Oh, they're screwed completely. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> but Matt Palmer, all I'm hearing is just your blatant prejudice against Brooklyn because I'm not hearing Alex's name come out of your mouth for this Alex new show. Now, Alex now lives in Australia, A. B, all you people that like Alex, like, do you like watching someone on television who is so uncomfortable on television? Like, the woman was breaking out in hives every five minutes, trying to be a social climber, tripping over her words, bringing her weird husband around with her. I don't like Alex, okay? I don't get what the whole thing is. People love her and want her back, and I'm like, pass. Listen, pass. I, I can't handle your negativity right now <laughs> during the week of our sickness and Will I know. and the Will Smith slap because there's already been <laughs> enough drama. There really has been. I just I'm very excited for this OG spinoff. All of the, I'm sure every city, every Housewives group is fucking nervous because that's what's happened. The shows have been on for over a decade now and if they want to get younger viewership, they're going to ship you all off to Peacock and pay you a lot less. So get ready. Kyle <laughs> from Beverly Hills. <laughs> oh no, Kyle. I know. Oh no. It's just, it's just, I'm excited though. I think it'll be interesting. I think it'll be new. I just don't want a really short like season of them all living in one house. But Bethany on her podcast did say one thing that she could be interested in. They probably couldn't pay her to do it anyways, but she said a concept to me, because the thing is, I don't understand the concept of just having random old cast members back and pretending to be friends and all this, but if they wanted to do almost like a real world homecoming where it's like the five original cast members getting back together for something, she's like, I would, that is a concept I'd be interested in. I if it was me, Ramona, Jill, uh, who else? Um, Alex and Luann, she would be interested. I think that would be beautiful. That would touch it my would heart. Be. It would be. Yeah. That- I mean, maybe it could be both in. Maybe we could just have a little special with the five of them. And then a season with the ones that aren't. Oh my god! A, a special and then a spinoff. No, this is yes. this is too much. This is. I get it. We're, we want to like employ people in the industry and everything, but this there are not enough cameramen in the world. <laughs> Look, I if they're gonna give me Rony content, I, I will never say that's enough. I will continue to watch them all until they're bad, and then probably keep watching them. I'm still watching Vanderpump Rules. It's awful. So. This is your Marvel verse, isn't it? It like, really this is. is. Yeah, the, it is absolutely that. You're like the Marvel kids. You're like the Harry Potter kids who are just like, no, give us Doctor <laughs> Dumbledore's when he was six years old oh spinoff. I know whatever that I'm, new movie Harry Potter thing is coming out now. Yeah, I'm like I'm like the Morbius stands. I was like, don't be mean to this Marvel movie. It's like <laughs> you nerds, <laughs> like get a life. <laughs> My God. Um. Oh, I will say there was a rumor about Julia Fox being interested in joining, and to that I say. Absolutely not. <laughs> like, do not bring her on my screen. Um, I guess the only th- other thing I want to talk about, what's going on with Ezra Miller? Have you read this? Oh, you know, he like hit someone or something because he didn't. Was it because I think I read, I just looked at the headline. Lord knows I didn't read that article. But well, um, okay. it was, it was like, like he didn't is, like the music or something. Yeah, like I guess. Okay, there's several things. He's like basically terrorizing people all over Hawaii, which is wild. Wasn't he doing um, this years ago? Like, isn't this yes. a known thing that he does? Yes, 
Yes, and he's again another person that like if Will Smith's movies need to get delayed, I think Ezra Miller's could be canned. <laughs> like I feel like what have we needed from him post we need to talk about Kevin anyways. Um apparently Miller became irate when a woman began singing Shallow. Uh, they went on stage um to the lounge at a man playing darts before the police arrived to the scene and I guess he tackled these people unclear. Uh, he also broke into a couple's home or a couple's hotel room while they were having sex and called the woman a slut. Like there's just like several random police stories with Ezra Miller's name attached to them. And I'm like, what are they doing? Like, I do not understand what's happening with Ezra Miller, but someone needs to step in. I feel like all of the, you know, people trying to steal uh, Wendy Williams's money and getting, getting Amanda Bynes in a conservatorship, which I believe she's out of now. Thank goodness. She need to be focused on Ezra. Cause he's like a menace to society. No, like this is crazy. Yeah. Every story I hear about Ezra Miller is just like crazier than the next. So right. I, I don't understand it. I I don't understand what must it be like to work with him. Like and Oof. knowing that he does all this stuff. Remember that video that came out a couple of years ago where like he just walked up to that fan or like the fan was near him and he just like choked her or something. Yes. And it's like yes. it's like girl, what's happening? Crazy, crazy. Just out of like, I mean, I I I just feel like someone needs to step in and help. There's clearly something going on, and it's not something good because he, he's. I mean, he's, they're they're a menace. They're they're violent. It can't. It, we we need to get. Him, Get them some the help they need. That's yes. what I would like. Yes. You know? um, okay, is there any other news for idiots that you'd like to talk about before we take our quick, cute break? Girl, I don't know. I've been cooped up in this room <laughs> for so long. I haven't been in the outside world at all. It's all just been oh Will gosh. Smith, Will Smith, Will Smith. You're like you're like the 2022 Brie Larson. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. In that room. <laughs> Except I don't have like any... I wish I was more of the Jacob Tremblay because like... Then, you wish you were young, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yes, oh, you are God. correct. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, God. Okay, well, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be back with more Two Game Mats, the podcast. All right, guys, we are on to email my heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of email my heart if you email us at twogaymats at gmail.com to spell T-W-O. Or you could comment on if you're watching this on YouTube. Are you going to put this on YouTube? Because it's just yes, but it'll just be like a picture of the two game ads logo. So sorry for that. <laughs> oh my god, we love a picture of the two game ads logo. It's the most beautiful picture ever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you can if you're watching this on YouTube, you can comment below. And we said in the last podcast that we never had. Uh, email my heart questions sent to us via YouTube comment. Um, so of course that means we got two questions via YouTube yes. comment this week. So this is a first for us guys. This is very exciting. So the first question comes to us from Peter. Peter says, email my heart. Hey, Matt, this question might be a little difficult and is sometimes controversial, but in preparation for a new Beyonce era, is a new Beyonce oh. era coming? There's a rumor that it, something's happening in April, but I mean, until I hear an announcement, until I see a, you know, film, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Peter knows something. Maybe he works for uh, the Beyonce uh, camp. Peter, if you I know something, so. if you know something, Peter, let us know. Um, yes. <laughs> but in preparation for a new Beyonce era, I'd like to know what are the three best Beyonce albums of all time, in your opinion? If you like, if you like Adele, have I am Sasha Fierce in there? I am questioning your taste. <laughs> oh, don't worry, <laughs> don't worry, Peter. We uh, I, neither of us have I am Sasha Fierce in the top no. three. I imagine no. we we would agree on our top three, right? I would think. I mean, we'll have to see. I mean, it, the answer is obviously Lemonade B Day Four, right? I was gonna say Lemonade B Day self titled. 
Oh, you would put self-titled over four? I think I, think I would. Okay. I love four. There are really great songs on four, especially near the end of it, but I... I self-titled is such a fucking moment. I mean, okay, self-titled is definitely the moment. Like self-titled, yes. self-titled is like was a moment we will never, ever, 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 ever. forget. But ever. I feel, but I feel like if we are just going musically, just like music specifically, I think for. Um, at, I like the the different risks she took on four and the eclectic okay. sound of four a little more than self titled. Even though self titled is the more is is the more artistic moment. I feel just right. just because it just revolutionized music music and those music videos for every single song and everything right. and and it does have such like a clear distinct perspective musically. Whereas four is you know has some moments that are like. Bounce around a little bit and everything, yes. but I I just really like the, the some of the moments in four so much. Yeah, and I think that's what it is. That I feel like maybe the high highs on four, like end of time, I feel like is always a song I will go back to as one of my favorite Beyonce songs. School and Life, of course, Countdown. There are so many high highs that I really really love, but I feel like there's a lot more songs that I could take or leave on four versus the self-titled album, which I feel like everything is so consistently good and focused. And like, even if the highs don't get quite as high as like an end of time, I feel like with like XO partition rocket, Ooh. the Yonsei interlude drunken love. Like there's just so, there's just so many flawless, the, there's just so many incredible songs and I'm counting Grown Woman because I have Grown Woman on my freaking version of this album because I've ripped it off of the video and I love it. So I okay. I okay. feel like self-titled I have to give it to. You you also <laughs> didn't you, you also didn't say jealous. Oh, I meant to say jealous. I oh, love jealous. Of course you meant to say jealous because jealous is everything. <laughs> I, I completely agree with you. Drunken Love, XO, obviously like jealous I've always loved like and you know my thoughts on Ghost. Ooh. I love Ghost. Ghost is great. <laughs> um, Partition, obviously flawless. Ever, the self-titled is excellent, but just like yes. I care, <laughs> and oh. one plus one. Yes, and, and I miss you, and I miss you is just everything. Song. I love party so much. I yep. love like I I just love them so much. And honestly, best thing I never had is it poppier than she would ever do now. Of course, <laughs> but I think that's a really great song. It um, is a good song. Yeah. So I I I would say self titled and for our neck and neck and on some yeah. days like it would switch whether which one gets the third place vote for me but obviously uh, my my number one and number two are like lemonade and b-day like just right and i i i, I feel like there's no real explaining for lemonade like it just is like just watch it listen to it you'll see why it's our number one and i feel like everyone kind of agrees on that I feel like people shit on B-Day more than they should. And I feel like I spend a half of these podcasts defending B-Day. But that album is the album that made Beyonce Beyonce. It is the album where she completely... Like, obviously, she had a distinct lane prior to this. But, like, this album is, like, the thesis statement for this is me. I am Beyonce. I am a fucking brass instrument that is just belting over these up-tempo hip-hop tracks in this most amazing way. It's so unique. It is so focused. It is so brilliant. It is just, like... And it's also just such a preview of what's to come, if nothing else, because of the visual 
DVD element of it. I remember buying the DVD, the B-Day DVD, which had videos for every single song and playing it in my college dorm to everyone who wanted or did not want to watch. Like, it was a game changer, whether or not it was like her giant success that, you know, would come later. And even earlier, I feel like Irreplaceable saved that era from being a little bit forgotten. But I still feel like people do not give B-Day the flowers that it deserves because it is a masterpiece. I say a prayer every night for the people who do not give B-Day the praise that it deserves. (laughs) Because musically, it is a perfect album. There is not one moment I would skip. I know you, Matt Palmer, have some reservations about Ring the Alarm just because you didn't like that it was the single. (laughs) I love it. Every song on that album is just better than the next like it's it it is the great thing about beyonce's just discography is like there aren't many albums it's rare that they come out (laughs) because you know she's busy um yeah but like each one is just she is doing something different and so each with each album is something special and it's why you can't really that's why it's hard to rank them it's hard to you know say whether self-titled is better than four because like they're both they were both such different moments for her and they're both special and good in their own ways and that's why it's that's why uh, she's a perfect human being. But also, <laughs> <laughs> but also, like we we can't count uh, the gift as uh, a Beyonce album because it's not like a, a studio album. Really, it's right. a I don't even know what we would call it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but it is a brilliant work of art. Absolutely, um, absolutely. Uh, yeah. We need to talk about that more. I actually just watched the video for um, oh, what is the song? The like Hakuna Matata version of the song. Um, you know, and it's the one where there's the chess pieces and um, oh, uh, 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 oh god, rules forever, uh, uh mood forever, mood forever. Mood Why forever. did I say rules forever? Good, I'm <laughs> sick. I'm I'm sick, guys. Forgive me. I'm sick. I'm sick. But yes, I just watched that video the other night, and I was like, man, this is. A sp- I, I want to watch that film again. I really do. Like, what a visual presentation. But musically, it holds up as well. Another album that did not get its its due. So revisit the gift if you've got Disney oh. Plus or, or if you've got you know a Spotify subscription because you'll love um, it. That album should have gotten everything. I will never forget like reviewing that album that day, and we were like, "Oh, we got to listen to this new Beyonce album and everything." And and then we listened to it, and we were just like, "Wait, we weren't prepared for this in the right. slightest." Because we I really heard. thought that it was just like, did you hear me blow my nose right now? Of, of course I did. <laughs> Sorry, I tried to move from the mic. I had to do it. I don't know. I, I'm sick. This is all true. I'm telling the truth. <laughs> um, but yes, no, that album is fantastic. And I have no notes. I have no notes. No notes. All right. On to the next question. This is from Daniel. Uh, and it was also a uh, comment on YouTube. Hey, guys, I want to be the first to ask a question for the next pod from the YouTube comments. I'm so sorry, Daniel, but Peter beat you to it. But (laughs) you know what, Daniel? Your question is still great, so we're going to answer it. Um, I I asked for you guys to do a Dua self-titled review, but I wanted to ask, where do you guys think Dua could go for her next album? As we know, future nostalgia will be hard to follow up, but we know she can do it. She recently said she's 50% done with the new album. It's rumored she's going to go in a darker direction with possible Halsey and Rena collabs, but those are only rumors. I think she could totally go in a Nelly Furtado loose and Britney blackout type direction. I think her bread and butter are club up-tempo hits so anything in that world could work for her but i wanted to know your guys's thoughts on where dua could go next 
Um, I actually like both of those ideas. <laughs> like if she wanted to do like a darker, more rock influence kind of like, like again, just listening to the Grammys and Billie Eilish's performance of Happier Than Ever, I'm like, man, that is a great song. I don't think it won anything tonight, but like that song is truly what a masterwork from Billie and like yes. to hear Dua's take on that would be exciting. But I agree. I feel like where she has found her lane previously have been up-tempo hits that are, uh, you know, really club ready and everything. So if she wanted to do something in the like Timbaland arena, I heard. I think there was a rumor of Ariana, or maybe there was an Instagram post of Ariana working with Timbaland too. I feel like it's about to be 20 years since that like 2006, 2007 Swizz Beats, Timbaland style comes back in style because that's how everything happens. <laughs> so if she were to do her updated version of that, I would not be mad at all because if you want, I would love to hear a Gimme More from fucking Dua Lipa. <laughs> oh my <laughs> It'd God. Be amazing. It would be it was so sexy and so cool. Yes. I would love it. Brilliant. I wonder if like the reason why, because you know how it felt like the future nostalgia era, she just kept like adding songs to it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I wonder if maybe she was like, because she could have so easily been like, oh, I have this new really great song. I could just put it on the next album. Uh, right. But I, I wonder if she was just like, no, I want the next album to be very different from future nostalgia. So that's why I'm sort of just adding on these extra songs into the future nostalgia era so so yeah i i i do think she could very well go in a different direction like something like dark darker Right, and I feel like that's what she did between the first album and the second album, right? Like before Future Nostalgia, she was just kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm doing a mainstream pop thing and like trying sounds here and there. And then it's like, no, we're doing disco. So she clearly has a lot of vision. So I have trust in her and her team that whatever decision they make, I will be on board for it. I hope that doesn't comment doesn't come back to bite me in the ass and she does like, you know, Enya shit. But I'm sure whatever <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be great. No shade to Enya. There's always a moment for that. We love, you know, a massage parlor, you know. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Dua does Enya. Dua does a, <laughs> a moody, ethereal moment. Mm, it could happen. It could happen. Um, so, Matt Steele, I have a question for you. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you so upset? What? Girl, I sat in my room. I, I... <laughs> All right. What has been giving you moments, darling? All right. So, uh, I've only I only had one day of uh, you know feeling okay this week, but mm-hmm. uh, there was one thing that gave me a moment, and I, I told you all last week that it'll probably be everything everywhere all at once because I was planning on seeing it. That of course did not happen, so we're gonna have to wait for that. Uh, oh. But um, I got a new phone. <laughs> <laughs> And, okay, I've been living with an iPhone 8 for the past four years. You had an uh, 8? I had an 8, girl, yeah. Wild. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I never realized, like, an 8 was that old until, like, this year when people were like, you have an 8? And it's like, come on, guys. It's not like I said 5 here. Like, I don't know. I got it in 2018. I feel like an 8 wasn't a crazy thing to get in 2018. Um, but, yeah, so I finally upgraded from my 8 to a 13 Pro. Uh, wow. And- and I have gone from 64 gigabytes of storage to 128 gigabytes of storage. And let me tell you the stress that is taken <laughs> off when you suddenly have double the amount of gigabyte storage on your phone. Like the like anxiety and annoyance it was, was causing me this past these past like six months because I I literally could not do anything on my phone without like deleting something first. Like oh, that's annoying. It was just insufferable. Like so, just having that extra space. It's like it's like uh, living. It's like I'm Brie, I am Brie 
Larsonin room. I went from living in a <laughs> in a in a tiny room to now I'm out exposed to the world, and I'm like, wow. You mean I can do anything out here? Anything I want? Anything I dream of? The space have I can played t- with. Sorry, have you played with the camera at all? Have you taken any pictures or done anything? Because I feel like they have now portrait mode video and you can like change the focusing on videos after you do it. Have you played with any of that at all? I only took one new picture on my phone and I posted it on Instagram. Oh, I did see that. (laughs) That's the only thing I posted. That's the only picture I took on my phone. It was a picture of my boba that day. Um, Right. Because I was like, oh, I have portrait mode now. I should uh, take a picture of something beautiful. So, of course, I took a picture of my boba. um, And... I was like, I'm going to take so many more pictures tomorrow. And well, we all know what happened the next day. I was not looking good enough to take pictures. Let me just tell you that. <laughs> well, hey, you're going to you're coming out of your cocoon. You're coming out of your Brie Larson stage and soon you'll be a little butterfly. So, so many selfies incoming. Exactly. And and you know, like when you're like freshly sick and your your skin uh, looks a little like sun kissed because I feel like that's a thing that happens like after you get done being sick. Like, I don't know. Maybe you look a little, you know, glowy because you've been sweating. It's like the pregnancy glow. <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh, it's just sweat. <laughs> we'll see, guy. We'll see how I look. If my portrait mode pictures do not look up to par, let me know and I'll delete all of them and just, right. you know, just go back and living in my room. <laughs> I'm glad you're open to feedback. Yeah. So I'm sorry that that was my only giving me moments, but it does, hey. fe- it does feel nice to not have to worry about that. That's fair. Um, so I have two this week, actually. Uh, my first is I posted about this on Twitter, but I just must say the real world homecoming trailer for New Orleans. Like during my sickness, this has been the serotonin boost I needed. I literally have gone back and watched that trailer maybe five or six times because it's like this is one of the formative seasons of the real world for me. Like I remember Danny and Melissa specifically, Kelly, the whole group. And like, I don't know what is going on with Julie, but she in that trailer looks like something is askew. And I just am counting down the days until April 20th when the new season premieres on Paramount Plus. And then I think the old season gets put on Paramount Plus the week prior, which is good because it's like they have this whole like middle section of all of the seasons that I watched and know and love that are just not not on Paramount Plus, so I'm glad that that season's coming. Uh, I just cannot wait. I wonder what happened in this house. I need to know how it all went down, why they're all so upset with Julie, how David's name is now Tokyo, like all of it. I need all of this information in my veins immediately. I love the trailer. I'm so trailer? happy. Of course I watched the trailer. It looked okay. amazing. And I'm so happy for you because we all have those formative seasons of reality TV in yes. our lives. You know, yes. and yours was definitely like where one of yours was definitely real world New Orleans. And so yes. I'm very happy for you. I do remember uh, when I watched the challenge uh, battle of the sexes, I believe it was, I believe yeah. the beef between Melissa and Julie was that uh, Julie, like Melissa would get these uh, opportunities to speak at college campuses and Julie yep. would call, would call the colleges and be like, Melissa's not a good person to speak at these college uh like events or whatever, but I'm available and everything. So yes, because I know they she, like fought during that season of the challenge and right. And yeah. she also undercut her price. Julie would be like, Oh, well I'm cheaper. So you should, you should hire me. And so she would like lose out on jobs because of that. So Damn, I wonder if it's Julie. just, which is like really shitty, but is it just that it did more stuff happen? Have they been in contact at all since then? Um, and also Julie just looks like she's lived a life. I don't know what that is. Maybe we'll learn about it. But she was very much straight-laced. I'm the Mormon girl on her season. And it seemed like 
some like things have taken a turn. Um, so it, I'm, I'm interested. I'm excited. The other thing that I cannot say enough good things about the Gerard Carmichael special on HBO entitled Rathaniel is an absolute masterpiece. And like, okay, is it of course anything where someone is coming out, especially like a black gay man is coming out. Am I going to watch it? Yes. So one of the first nights I was feeling sick, I woke up in the middle of the night and couldn't get back to sleep. And I was like, you know what? I have my iPad. I can watch this special because even though I feel like Jackson's upset with me that I watched it without him, whatever, I'll rewatch it. It's only an hour. (laughs) It just is so beautiful and touching. And it's all about like the secrets in his family and how that, you know, kind of, colored his whole way of life and all of the secrets that his family had been keeping and he had been keeping. He doesn't come out until about halfway into the special. And at the beginning, like the first half is pretty much like he's sitting down. It's beautifully shot, but it's like he's telling jokes. It's a comedy special. You know what's happening. And then he comes out and from there on out, it kind of is the deconstruction of this special. It's kind of interactive. The people from the audience are asking him questions directly. He's answering them. Um, And it just is riveting he's clearly just in the middle of this process with like his family and his friends and he's like getting feedback from people and like it almost ends up feeling like a a therapy session more than a comedy special but i can't recommend it enough he is such an amazingly charismatic and funny person who's going through something that obviously we can relate to and it just is beautiful to see on such a public level i hope he's getting all the support in the world i heard he did an amazing job on snl on saturday so that's really cool I just, I just am a new fan. And the thing is, I knew of him. I knew that uh, the Carmichael show was really good and kind of gone too soon, people say. So maybe I'll go back and watch that now. But I am just all in on this guy and I want only good things for him. And yeah. that special is brilliant. Yeah, he's really having a moment right now. Like with the special coming out, him coming out as gay. And um, uh, I, I did see part of his like SNL stuff yesterday and it was really funny, really good. I, I've never really seen any of his stuff, but like everything I saw on SNL was really funny. So I'm nice. excited to to check him out. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club, girl. <laughs> I also do have a, another thing that uh, gave me oh. some moments this okay, week. Okay. All right. We're going a little out of order, but oh, yes. You but know, what now? It's, it's not out of order. It's just like a little sandwich and I'm the bread. Okay. Uh, so uh, at first I thought this was an April Fool's joke because on April 1st, I saw a headline that said, Monique and Lee Daniels patch Precious Feud. She'll replace oh, nice. Octavia Spencer in Netflix thriller Demon House. And so I was like, LOL, April Fool's. And then the next day, I see Monique post on her Instagram a picture of her and Lee Daniels hugging and embracing and her using her wonderful, beautiful phrase, I love us for real. And I was like, (laughs) wait a minute. Is this for fucking real? Apparently, yes. They've patched things up. He went on stage. I don't know where they were. They were on stage together for something and he publicly apologized to her and everything. And apparently she is going to be in his next movie called Demon House, which is actually also starring Glenn Close, which I'm really excited for (laughs) Monique and Glenn Close to be in a movie together. I'm excited for Monique to be in, like, I guess this is a a horror movie, a a thriller. I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, I'm fucking watching it. I am so excited. There can be miracles when you believe people. (laughs) Like, the fact that they can patch things up from their feud. I am so excited to have Monique back on my screens in a big budget Netflix movie. I am ready. Give it to me. Inject it into my veins. I love her. I love her. I love her. And Glenn Close! 
And who can she be in the Mariah biopic is now the question. Because if she and Lee Daniels are back, then she's <gasps> got to be in, you know, the butterfly appears or whatever they're going to call it. <laughs> I, I don't know. Who could she possibly could she be? be? Maybe she could be Mariah's grandma. I'm trying to think if, was it her paternal grandmother? Were there any stories there? I feel like, yes. I feel like maybe some sort of, you know, paternal um, figure on her dad's side. I don't know. I feel like there's there's got to be a place for her. I need that. There's always a place for Monique. Uh, <laughs> I'm. I was. Didn't she talk about her grand, her paternal grandmother's cooking? I think so. I think maybe uh, that's where the whole. Um, I think she put the the sauce on the ravioli or noodle dish that her dad made, and Mariah cried in the, the closet. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I would Iconic. love to see Monique do that. I would love oh, that. I, I, for that movie, I need Lee Daniels to give us a 10-minute montage of a little girl eating a Ritz cracker. Like, a beautiful, <laughs> sensual, like, you see a close-up of the crumbs crumbling and the, hey. the salt crystals on top of it and everything, because that chapter was wild. It was important to Mariah. That Ritz cracker <laughs> That Ritz cracker. <laughs> That is literature, ladies and gentlemen. Truly. Not everybody has that. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, is there anything else you'd like to tell the people before we say goodbye and hit the hay? That to not worry. We are doing okay. We yes. are we are feeling better. Well, I'm feeling better. Um, but uh, are you feeling better, Matt Palmer? Not really. But I'm hopeful that by the time we speak next, I will be. Okay. You're, okay. you're in my prayers. Thank you so much. Darling. If something goes wrong, I know I at least have Janie I can record this podcast with. She's <laughs> yeah. she, she's like a she's like speaker of the house. She's third she in is. line. And I feel like she has the recording equipment and knows what to do cuz she was like could Matt Steele do this without you? And I was like, "No, I don't think so." <laughs> <laughs> so she'll figure it out, which is great. Thank you, Janie. It's good. Um, All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back next week, hopefully with a video and hopefully on Twitch with more 2 Game Ads, the podcast. Bye, guys. Bye.